Thank you, Kevin. Good morning, everyone. So good to see you. Why you don't turn to the person next to you and say, good morning. You look so good today. Say, you look so good today. Yes. Yes. And say it like you mean it. Say it like you mean it. You look good today. Look at that. That is so awesome. Yes. Now, if there's any reason that feels awkward, don't worry. You're fine. Okay? <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, my name is Jorge Santana. It's all good, yeah. My name is Jorge Santana. I'm the pastor here at Linden Alliance. And I know there's a lot of you here for the first time. We are so happy to have you here this morning. Uh, we, we, we're going to have now a, a sermon. If you've never been to a church or never attend to a service, um, we just finished our worship. The kids are in Sunday school. All the parents say, amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> right? So, so all the kids are in Sunday school right now. Um, we started our new church year um, today. So Sunday school youth is going to be started. I'm going to give a bunch of announcements at the end of my sermon but now we're going to have a, a talk. I'm going to share something for the next three hours. <laughs> and uh, I know yes, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> and um, I, I just want to share something with you guys. And, um, and then we're going to have a potluck after we're going to share all together. Um, why we don't ask God to come and, and, and pray? Let's pray all together. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you can come into this room. I know you're already here, but I pray that you come to our minds and to our hearts. Fall fresh in all of us here, Holy Spirit, and speak to us. And whatever is going on in our lives and whatever is we're struggling with, we pray that your presence will speak to us this morning. Thank you so much for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, so welcome to Linden Alliance. And um, we just finished a sermon series on the Beatitudes, and it was so good. And you can wanna, if you want to listen it again, these amazing guys with an accent, you can go back on YouTube and listen to all the sermon. But today we're going to start a new series for the next couple of weeks. And we, we called it Better Together. And we're going to talk about this. But after we go to this whole idea why it's better to do life together, I want to focus in more in a one-on-one -on -one, uh, why we are better together. The heart of Christianity, the heart of Christianity is based in the, we can summary all this, that uh, God sent, God became one of us. He came from heaven, come and live among us. That's the heart of Christianity right there. It's like God had the chance to wipe out the world and clean the world, but he decided to come and be in our earth and live among us and teach us many things and die for us. That's the heart of Christianity. And as, as today we started this new sermon series, we want to call it Better Together, uh, you're going to hear a lot why church is a good place to be and all that. And probably you heard this many times before. But disclaimer, <laughs> and I say this many times. Uh, welcome to Linden Alliance, but our Linden Alliance church is not a perfect church. 
Yes, we're not perfect. Sorry to disappoint you in that way. Actually, our church, we want to find a lot of things that will be happening in our church. Sometimes we have disagreements. Sometimes we, 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 we disagree in things. We, we like white light, brown light, yellow light. It doesn't matter. But it comes to a point we gather all together in, in all our messy lives, in our brokenness, and we decide to do life together. In that, we forget about our difference. We, f- we remember who we are. And church is not a, just a place where we, there's programs and Sunday schools and uh, the, there's food and potluck and people hang out. It's not like a, a, a protected bubble that nothing is going to happen. Actually, church is just more than that. It's community. It's when we share one another. It's a place that we're surrounded with people, but nevertheless, sometime we can be here surrounded with a lot of people, going through many things, but have this emotion, this feeling of being alone. Have you ever felt alone in your life? Loneliness is not just the absence of people in your life. It's an emotion. It's in a state of isolation. It uh, sometimes can be uh, the result of poor social skill. But most of the time when we experience loneliness in such a deep level, it brings depression to our life. We feel depressed about it. Have you ever felt alone? I have felt many times Alone, I, 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 you know, it's kind of weird to have it, to say that because you know what? I've been, I've been surrounded with people. I'm very shy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. you, 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 you laugh at that, but I am. Like I, I, I always terrify me this idea when if I have to go and have a coffee with you and I know you, it's all good. But when I have to meet new people and I, and they send me a text, can we chat? And I say, yes, uh, let's meet at high seas, perfect. But I don't know who they are. And I'm like going there and th- thinking, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. You know, <laughs> you know like, and, and I sit down. And after, when I put a, a, a face to the name and after we talk, it's like we're best friends forever. But this idea sometimes of being alone, it just terrified me. I remember, I was thinking when I was working through this sermon, I remember I was 14. And for me, being 14 years old was the point where a lot of stuff happened in my life. My parents just bought a, a, an old house, very old house. And, I, and they say, okay, we're going away. Uh, and I stay alone for a week uh, at, at my house new house, <laughs> and I was terrified because I hear all kind of noise in the house. And, and they have a, a, a wood floor, and I hear the wood go, <laughs> you know, 14-year-old with a lot of imagination. <laughs> you know, I was terrified. And then I, I, I sit down and start to hear noises in a new house. You know, when you are in your house, there's some noises you recognize. You know, oh, that's the furnace. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that, that's the dog. 
But when you're in a new house, you just don't know. And I start to think, and I go and check every room and close it and go back and turn all the lights. It was all fine until all the electricity went down. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What happened? I go outside, the whole street is dark. And it's like, and it's raining. It's like a horror movie. It's like, and it's, I'm, I'm terrified. There's no cell phone, not, nobody to call, not, nothing. So I go like, I don't have, fla- we didn't have flashlights. So I'm, where's the candles? Where's the candles? And I'm looking, you know, kind of figure it out. And I hear the noise even louder. And that feeling of being alone just took over me. And I was terrified. I, I started to shake. And, 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 and looking for candles, and, and I turn a candle and have a little light, and the please don't set the house on fire kind of thing. You know, like, and, and then the light came, and I still was terrified. I was terrified the whole week until friends came to visit. But that feeling, that feeling of being alone, that happened, I, actually, I was home alone, but many times I was living in darkness in my life, feeling alone, and I didn't know what to do. And that take me to, to the Bible. In Isaiah 9, verse 1 and 2, the prophets say this, Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Isaiah 9, 1 and 2. The land of Sebulun and Naphtali, I will say it that way anyways, uh, will be humble, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee uh, of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness, darkness will see the great light for those who live in the land on deep darkness. And a lie will shine, and a lie will shine. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, my life many times is like living in darkness. And I'm thinking of this prophecy. This prophecy happened 700 years before Jesus was born. And they're talking about Jesus. They're talking about Jesus in this prophecy. And the prophecy continue. During 700 years, not just in the personal life of the Jewish community or the Israel community, uh, they were going through many things. One thing is go to personal issues. And the other thing is when the whole country is going through with issues. So persecution happened, war, and God stayed silent for 400 years. And then Jesus come. And during that time, uh, an empire took over and control. And there was darkness. They were, they were scared. They were, they were terrified. And Jesus come. The light in the midst of darkness. God sent his son to live and die for us. Not just to deliver a great speech that we talk every Sunday here about Jesus, what he's saying, what it means, but actually to give us eternal life. To have this idea that we are not alone. And that's the first thing I want to to, to craft, uh, craft this, this morning. We are not alone. We are better together. Yes, all do life together, but we are better together when we decide to put God and Jesus in our life. That is a better together team 
than when we decide to do life alone. And when I was thinking about today, I've been thinking about this sermon for quite a long time. And I said, God, we're better together. We need you. We, we say stuff like this in church. We, we want to do life with you. And it's so good to have you. But even though as a believer, and I don't know if it has happened to you. Maybe you're more spiritual than me. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm praying and I feel nothing. Have you ever been, had those moments? Do you praying and, and God is not answering? He's keeping silent. And, and you talk to another believer and say, God, to talk to me and say all this. And you're like, what happened? I, I've been doing all the right thing. God is not talking to me. What is talking to you, evil person? But maybe you don't say that out loud, but at least you think about it, right? You know, and, and say, and maybe you say, can you, if God is talking to you, can you remind him I'm praying to you? You know, like, and say something to me. You know, and we like this idea that God will always be talking to us. And this time that we feel alone. And I was thinking after Jesus died and, 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 and came back from, and resurrected and came to life, he's talking to his disciple, And he gave a, a big commandment uh, to, to the disciples. And I'm going to pick it up in Matthew 28, 20 and say, Jesus is talking this. And he said, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I will say it again. I am with you always. I read it. It makes sense. I read it. I know what it means. But again, have you ever felt alone? And you read this, it's like, oh, this is so nice to hear, it's so good. But, Jorge, you don't get it. Today I'm here, and I'm thinking about all this stuff, and still feeling alone. I'm still feeling that I don't have life figured out. I don't have, you know, I'm supposed to do all this stuff. I'm supposed to work in these areas in my life, and I have nothing. I have no support. For many years of my personal life, I had many struggles. And I have shared with you some of them. I, I used to, uh, I, I, I say 14, I started doing many things. And actually, uh, I was kicked out from home. I left, I live on the street. I, I, I ended up doing drugs and stealing. I do a lot, a lot of things. And, and many of this time, I'm thinking, who and this is part of my personality. I often think about this. Who would like to hang out with me? I'm, I'm a mess. And then I go a few times. I went to church because something happened. And all they feel is rejection. You're not good enough. And then more I feel I'm more alone, more away. I didn't know this part. What Jesus is saying, I will be always with you. I grew up in the church, but this part never makes sense to me. When I, I became a Christian many years later, I understood this. I understood what it means, what Jesus is saying. 
I will always will be with you. I will be with you when you're having a hard time. I will be with you when everything is going well. I will be with you when you're having a crisis. I will be with you when all the doors are closed. I will be with you. I will be with you in the middle of the storm as we were singing. When it seems like we're going to die. There's nothing else to do. I will be with you. I will be with you when the storm passes and you find peace. I will be with you when you're trying to fix your, your addictions and you don't know what to do and you fell over and over and over. I will be with you. You're not alone. And God pretty much is saying, it's just yelling at you and saying, you know why? Because you and I are better together. We are better together. Jesus talked to the disciple about unity, about being together, what it means to be unified. In John 17, uh, 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 Jesus is making this, um, this prayer for the disciples and praying for him, praying for the disciple, and also praying for those who want to believe later, you and I. And in John 17, verse 22, Jesus is saying this, I give them the glory that you gave me. So they might be one as we are one. I am, I am in them and you are in me. May they, they experience such a perfect unity that the world will know that you send me and that you love and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want this whom you have given me to be with, with me where I am. They can see all the glory you give me because you love me even before the world begin unity you know what it's not fine if we all agree that we like blue shares you know unity is not fine if we flames or the oilers we know we're not fine we we all have our mind of our own in things that we like and we don't like we find unity in ourselves and especially in church when we focus and actually what jesus did for us that we're not alone. That Jesus died for us for all our sins. Not, not for what you think. Not for what you like. It died for you. For who you are. And that's why I make church so unique. That we are better together. Because you know what? Um, uh, I told Donna I would not say this. But it's Donna I'm going to bring you to, to the preach. Uh, we, Donna, she loves sewing machines, and I, I always, as a kid, our, our, every house we wanted to have a sewing machine, and because we have to fix all our clothes, and I'm thinking, this is an area I always wanted to do, uh, because I wanted to learn. My mom teached me how to sew and do all this, because it was a necessary skill uh, so we can fix our clothes. We couldn't afford much, so we needed this. And so I tell this to Don, and Don I say, I have a sewing machine. You want it? I'm like, really? And she gave me a sewing machine. So she came to my house, and she te she's teaching me how to use the sewing machine. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got this. Go to the needle. I'm like, I need better glasses. You know, like, you know, and trying to figure it out. And, and she gave me all. She teach me how to do this. As we were practicing, we are laughing, and, and, you know, uh, and we're having a moment there and enjoying but this is an area that I don't know, that I can depend. We do life together, and she's teaching me something that is totally new for me. That is church, people. 
It's not that we come to have it all figured out. It's that we do life together. I was rejected many times by the church, and I have told you this many times. But you know what? That's why I always like to carry this flag, the saying, church is not perfect. Church is messy. You know why it's messy? Because you and I are here. You know, you know why it's messy? Because you and I are broken. You and I, we might put a good, we look good today. Yes, you look amazing. But inside of our hearts, inside of our head, we're going through all this stuff. And we're thinking, you know, Jorge, I do feel alone. I don't know what to do. I've been crying out for help. Can somebody hear me? I'm walking around people and nobody paying attention to my needs. I'm walking around people, nobody pay attention to what is going in my head. And I remember crying out to God. You know, many times I remember being on the street. I went to Chile a couple months ago. I'm walking through a place where I used to live. And I'm walking, I saw the street, I look at that tree, and I'm thinking, how many times I slept under that tree? And thinking, you know, what I'm going to do? Nobody cares. Look at my life. My life is a mess. Nothing can change. I'm I, I worth nothing. That's what I was thinking. And I'm looking at that tree, and I'm, I'm, I was frustrated and angry to everyone because people hurt me. And, and the enemy used so many things to hurt me. But I'm thinking, nobody cares. And I was so angry to God. You say, God, that you will take care of me. Look at where I am. You don't care about me. I was so wrong. I was all addicted in, in, in so many areas in my life. And I remember one time I came to Jesus. And I, I, people asked me, how you get out from all that stuff? And I said, I don't know. I just know that one time I'm just in the front surrendering my life to Jesus. And I just felt that God, I had this picture that God hold my hand and told me I will never let you go. I will never let you go. And I'm thinking, sure, you say that to everyone. But in my darkest time, in my, in my, in, in my, in my darkest time, when I let go, he never let go. And I understood that my life, that everything that I do, even today with all my struggle, still struggle, with all my issues, with all my imperfection, God is saying, I am with you always. Always. I'm with you always. And I don't know what you're going through your life today. You might be here putting a, a beautiful smile and smiling to people, maybe thinking about those amazing hamburgers you're going to eat in the next couple minutes. You know, you're thinking, you know, about all that stuff. But people don't know what is going on in your heart. You're not alone. I want you to leave this room in the next couple minutes thinking you're not alone. You're not alone in this idea that you might feel alone. God is with you. Paul experienced many things in his life. 
many issues, persecution, and all this. And he said this in Romans 8, 37, uh, 38, well, both, anyways. That was a pastor moment right there. He said, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death or nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today or nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No powers in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing can separate us. You know what? And this is a big difference. And this is my invitation. Jesus came to earth just not to be the cool God that, you know, I want to teach him how to do life. No, Jesus came to earth to say, I want to be with you. I want you to spend eternity with me. And he did amazing teaching. And he died. He came back to life. And he went to heaven. And we expecting him to come soon. And as he died, and we invited to come to our life, Jesus came to our hearts and live in us. So it's not like I'm talking to an imaginary friend right now and saying all kinds of things. I know God is with me. And Paul say, God, Jesus, lived through us, is in us. So this idea that God living in us and that we're not alone is when we accept Jesus in our heart and we invite him to come in our heart and say, Jesus, I don't want to do life alone. I want you in my life. I want you in me. I want you. And when that happened, Paul said this. Paul said this in, in, in Philippians 4, 13. Paul said this. He's been going through a lot of things. He's getting ready to die. And, and, and he's going through his life, what he's done. And he's been in persecution. He's been in, in a lot of issues. And, and they tried to kill him many times. And he released one of the biggest secrets. And he said this. For I, in Philippians 4.13, For I can do everything. I can do everything through Christ. Who give me strength. I can do everything through Christ who give me strength. I figured out, you know what? I, I just want to finish this, this sermon like this. You know, you came here, you put a lot of effort to come to church today. And we're happy you're here. You you. You came to here maybe having an expectation. Does that pastor talk about the best hamburgers ever and I really want to try them? Sure. Maybe you came here thinking, you know what? There's a lot going on. I, I talked to some of you when you come in and I said, how are you? And you say, well, it's been quite a week. Welcome to the club. It's been quite a week. And, and, and you know, maybe you're thinking all that stuff. 
But how you want to do life? How you want to do life? How are you living your life? You know, every Saturday, the guys we meet for Bible study, and, and like all guys are welcome to come from 8 to 9.30, 10. And we, we watch a sermon, and we talk, and we pray. And, and guys, not knowing because we talk a lot. Only pastors talk so much. But we don't share our emotions. We don't share what, actually what is going on in our heart. And, you know, it's something amazing happening in our men's Bible study. God has been doing such a amazing things. And I invite you to come in. And, you know, we do life together. And we will start to share what God is doing. We understand, you know what? I'm not alone. I need God. So, again, I will ask the question. How are you doing? Do you feel alone? It's been that week. It's been so hard that you don't know what to do, that you've been surrounded with people, but nobody's paying attention to what you feel or what is going on. You know, the last two years with all the COVID, everyone talked about being not, we're better together. It's, this sermon had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but it's this idea, church, whatever you're going through, if you're a believer, if you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to remember this. Jesus said this, I will be with you always. He's, he's not saying, I will be with you only if you do these things, if you behave good and you're the best Christian and you never make these mistakes. Thank God he didn't say that. He said, obey my command and I will be with you I will be with you always. You know, when I get angry, because I, I turn into the Hulk, and I'm like, well, if you, you watch Marvel movies, you know what I'm talking about. And I, I just get furious, and I'm like, I'm thinking, how God can be with me when I get angry? And sometimes I can just feel God coming to me in my brokenness, in my issues, and my needs, and say, Jorge, you know what? It's okay. I'm with you. I can feel God being with me when I think I messed it up so bad, so bad. And I think I'm like, I deserve punishment, and I deserve to die. And God say, no, no, no. You deserve love. You deserve grace. I'm with you. See, church is not for perfect people. If not, this will be empty. Church is for a place where people realize, I don't want to, I'm done doing life alone. I cannot, I don't have the strength to fight this anymore. But when we allow God to come to our life, we can do anything through him. God in us. Who will strengthen us. So my invitation is. How you want to do life. In the next little while. We're going to have a potluck. And we're going to be talking. And sharing. But maybe the feeling of being alone. That nobody understands. What you're going through is still there. If you want to receive Jesus. As your Lord and Savior. I want to pray today. But. 
come and let me know after. And I want to help you. I want to walk with you. I, I want to be part of your journey. I want to be part of what God is doing. Somebody told me a couple of days ago, I was praying and I, I prayed that Jesus would come to my heart. Is that okay? And I was thinking, that is the most amazing prayer you can do. You're inviting God to be part of your life. God, can you come and be part of my mess? I cannot control my family. I cannot control my job. I'm losing every single area in my life. I'm done, Jesus. I need you. Can you come, Lord Jesus, to my life? If you feel that way, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just, I just want to pray for my friends here in this room. I just pray to whoever is feeling alone, did not deserve to not be anywhere. <laughs> when people say, no, you're just wasting air. You're just, what are you doing here? You better be done. <laughs> God, we are here because we, we don't want to give up. God, we need you in our life. So I pray if somebody's in this room, I pray you can come and you can minister to them and remind them what you say to your disciples, your followers, that you will be with them always. <laughs> and this disciple carried this. God is with me. When they were walking to their death, when they walk into persecution, just keep hearing that voice of Jesus saying, I will be with you always. So God, in the loneliness, in the depression, in the stress and the chaos, and the frustration, I pray that you can come this morning. Come and minister everyone, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. And amen. Maybe you've been here today and you say, you know what? This church thing is a new thing, but I get the message. I need Jesus in my life. And um, you know what? When I finish this in my life, when I get better, <laughs> I did that. I remember saying, when, I, when I, I work out my addictions and I stop doing all these drugs, I will come to church. Never did. Never happened. And I remember... <laughs> It was in, in the worst moment in my life. And I show up at church high. I'm like seeing stuff. And I show up there. And all of a sudden, I felt this presence in my life. And I, and I have this thing. And I start to cry. And I say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I need you. And all of a sudden, I'm in the front. I'm just crying and saying, Jesus, come to my life. From that day on, I understood that life is better with him than alone. And maybe you're at that point. I didn't understand how to pray. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know. I, I grew up in a church, so I knew a few things. But the rest, I knew nothing. Actually, I knew nothing. What I understood that day, that Jesus died for me on the cross. Not for just some sins for all of them if you ever think you messed it up so bad and you need a new chance in Jesus 
I want to invite you to be part of this amazing family we call believers, Jesus follower, Jesus freaks. <laughs> and we come to uh, invite you to be part of, of this family that Jesus lives. Jesus loves you for who you are. So I'm going to pray. And you can repeat after me. Um, and if you, ever, if you did this prayer for the first time, come and talk to me after. And uh, I won't buy you for coffee. And uh, not church coffee. Because church coffee is way good, better. But I know one is even better. I won't buy you for coffee. Hey, now, and even if you haven't, and you're thinking about it, you still come and talk to me. And I would love to pray. Let me pray and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you can come to my heart. Forgive me for everything I have done. Speak to my life. I believe in you, Lord Jesus. I believe you died for me for all of my sins. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you did this prayer for the first time, come and talk to me, and uh, we'll fix the world together. Amen. I just want to give you a couple announcements.